Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. I'm Matt Jackson. Welcome along to the first official Going Greyhounds of 2022. I trust that you did enjoy uh, your Christmas and New Year break and are looking forward to what is going to be a mighty 2022 for Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. It all kicked off with the first feature race on the Central Coast last Tuesday night where we saw the running of the Group 2 Gosford Cup and it was won in thrilling fashion by Zipping Kyrgios. The son of Aussie Infrared brought up his 24th win when he defeated the Victorian Raider Lots of Chatter and the defending champion, Wow, in a very fast 29-26. That was last week. The focus this week now shifts back to headquarters at Wentworth Park for heats of three big Group 1 races, the Futurity for the girls, the Derby for the boys, and the Paws of Thunder for the Open Age Chasers. Our first guest this morning is the trainer of Zipping Kyrgios. We're joined now by Minnie Finn. Good morning to you, Minnie. Yeah, good morning, Matt. Firstly, a big congratulations to you on the win of zipping Kyrgios last week in the Gosford Cup. It must have been a massive thrill for you. Yeah, no, he went, he went good. He went super. Um, the more we looked at the race a couple of days leading up to it, we thought he had a, had a, had a hope and to come off. I'm sure when, he, when they went out of the straight the first time and he'd settled in front of Wow, I'm sure the confidence levels uh, went through the roof at that point. Yeah, um, when he went down the back past the 700, I thought, yeah, from there, he'd be very hard to hold out. And, of course, we've got the big Group 1 Paws of Thunder Heats this Friday, uh, this Saturday night. Uh, I assume that's that's where he's next headed? Yeah, we've nominated him for Saturday night. Yeah, the next step. And he's he hasn't, he hasn't won a Group 1 race yet, but I'm sure... Uh, this looks the, the the logical race for him with the form that he's that he's currently in. I'm sure, you're just hoping he can firstly get through Saturday night, and then and then by extension, if he does get through, draw a decent box into the final, I suppose. Yeah, that's all. Um, yeah, you have to qualify this week and hope hope to draw a better box in the final. And yeah, the way he's going, going good enough to win a Group One. He's just got to get the right things to go on the, the, the night. Yeah, absolutely. And who? Without, without obviously the fields having not come out yet, who do you consider your main dangers uh, through the Paws of Thunder series? Obviously, Aston Rupee would be one of those coming up from Victoria. Oh yeah, you've got Wow. There'll be a lot of good dogs there. Yeah, no, be a different on Saturday night. It'd be a lot better dogs at Wentworth Park than what he's yeah. been Yeah, for sure. But I get, I guess as as you just mentioned, he's in flying form, and I'm sure you'd be thrilled after. You're mentioning last week. You're a little bit disappointed in his in his his shootout run at Wentworth Park just prior to Christmas. So to see him bounce back into the form he showed at Gosford, his last two starts, I'm sure, must be very pleasing. Yeah, for sure. His last two runs, he's um back to how he was going in and how the dogs and coming home hard. But yeah, just hope he can keep doing it. And he, he, just touching on his 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 track sense now is is quite phenomenal in that. A lot of people said he needs to to draw inside, but I think he's showing as he's as he's getting older, doing more racing. It, it probably doesn't matter quite as much where he's drawing because he can just negotiate his way through a field uh, in tremendous fashion. Yeah, that that's right. Um, it doesn't really matter what box he gets because he's not a brilliant beginner. He just needs room to move to find his feet for the first twenty strides, and 
once he can get into a good position, well, he's always going to be hard to hold out. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's one of the, the, the strongest chasers, I think, over the 520, and not only in New South Wales, but probably in Australia as well. Uh, and uh, touching on a number of other runners that you'll most likely have going around this week, Flighty Fernando heading to the Derby Heats. Yeah, we nominated him for the, the Derby Heats. There's not much else on for him. Yeah. And um, we've just nominated Sirius, the sister of Pearson, and Zipping Alabama for the Pause of Thunder, and Ontario and Virginia for the Summer Plate. Yeah, and Zipping Kyrgios going into all those heats. Would you consider your best chance? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, he looks he looks very hard to beat. Well, I'm sure all your runners, as they always do, will will give a great sight this weekend. Good luck to you, Mini, and hopefully they can all run well and you get a shot at some Group One uh, trophies the following week. No worries. Thanks very much. Bye. So there we have Mini Finn, trainer of last week's Gosford Cup winner, Zipping Kyrgios, who will play a big part in the Paws of Thunder series, which commences this Saturday night with Heats of the Paws of Thunder. Obviously, the, the whole carnival kicks off on Friday night with Heats of the Derby and the Futurity. We'll take a sm- small break and we'll be back on the other side with Joe Lanuti. Form Guide, brought to you by Tabs The Lock. Activate to get Tab's best starting price, guaranteed. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Join us for Putters Postmortem Summer Edition, featuring our stable of experts, Dean Lester. Very good for the size, Cepedo, uh, one of his very first runners. He was a really good horse down here. Probably should have been a Group 1 performer. Glenn Munsey. Of course, it ran second day at $15 and was beaten by Five Kingdom, who hasn't run a race since New Year's Day on 2019. Chris Roots. Knowing that Munsey lost again, he could dead set stop you at a buffet. Hunter's Postmortem Summer Edition. Monday morning at 9, Sky Sports Radio. The Southern Hemisphere's best yearlings on Australia's holiday playground. The 2022 Magic Millions Gold Coast Yearling Sale, January 11 to 17. From derby heroes to sizzling sprinters and slipper superstars to spring champions, it's the sale that delivers every year. Find the next stay inside, Hitotsu, Golden 60, Profondo or Winx. The Gold Coast Yearling Sale offers the cream of the Australasian yearling crop. See the catalogue at magicmillions.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. We're being joined now by Joe Lanuti. Good morning to you, Joe. G'day, Matt. How are you? I'm good, mate. She's a pearl you've got going around this week in a heat of the National Futurity, a recent addition to your ownership. She'll be making her debut for you and also for Andy Lord, making the transition now to the Lord team. How's she been trialling? Yeah, yeah, she's going really well, Matt. We're very excited to to have her in our kennel now. Obviously, the maturity is the ideal target uh, this Friday, so fields will be out quite soon. Uh, we just let her settle in. Uh, she's trialling well and just looking forward to hopefully drawing the, the right heat with the right box and giving the plenty of owners. We've got new owners, a, a lot of uh, your crew as well, Matt. Uh, Jason Lincoln and Patch Adams and Mark Olmos have jumped in the ownership, so hopefully we can get them into a Group 1 final. Yeah, for sure. She was she was in a rich vein of form prior to to your purchase. How did you come about purchasing her? Was there uh, someone come to you and 
and offer, or was it more that you went to the the previous owners and and, and put in a bid, I suppose, on her? Yeah, no, it worked out quite well because uh, Andy, Jody, Lord are obviously quite close to the Peter Sims and the kennel there at Simaroo Lodge at Illabow, and and they worked out a deal there for She's a Pearl and. Uh, Andy and Jody gave us the opportunity to to buy into her, uh, which has just worked out so well. It's been a formula for success now for a few years with Hunters HQ and the Lord Kennel. So uh, we're more than happy to, to follow them in and uh, to buy a greyhound like her with all of the, the riches coming up in New South Wales at the moment. They're very difficult to buy, so we jumped at the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And and the form that, that she did show, I guess, back at the end of November and and even before that, she probably doesn't have to improve a great deal to be competitive in, particularly in in a race like the Futurity this week. But then, by extension, going forward to, I, I assume that you're looking at races down the track like the Easter Egg and the and the Million Dollar Chase. She probably doesn't have to improve a great deal to be competitive in those sort of races. I'd agree with that, Matt. If you, if you can run twenty nine six and you're running your your low five thirties early, it's going to put you in most races at Wentworth Park. Obviously, the very good dogs. We'll get down to running 29 threes and fours, and uh, time will tell if she's uh, she's good enough to get to that level. But the kicker for us was 533, 537, 540. Uh, we, we haven't had greyhounds that can run those kind of uh, marks at Wentworth Park, and that's the most exciting part. So the Futurity, yeah, you, I would agree. If she, she's going to run 29 six and run 535 early, then it puts her right in the mix. In a, in a hot Futurity, though, Matt, to be fair, I reckon this is going to be a, a stellar year with the likes of Good odds, cash, and Ritza Donna, and possibly wow, she's fast, she's refined, etc. So, pretty difficult year. Yeah, absolutely. But like you just said, if she's running five thirty to the first mark, they're they're going to be hard pressed to be holding her out, no matter where she draws. And once you're in front, particularly at Wentworth Park, it's a it's a distinct advantage, and it just takes luck out of the equation. So I'm sure there's there's going to be a lot of wins in store. How much pressure do you feel now with? all those boys that you just mentioned in the ownership. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of my league here. Uh, very much so, but no, nah, they've been great. They, they, so far, they've just, um, like all of our other owners, just let us uh, run our own ship and they just cop the audios that we send out and updates and they're just really excited. They're, they're bought into, like everyone, bought into the experience. Not, not everyone's buying 50% shares or anything like that because these greyhounds are quite expensive, obviously, with the money that's available, but... No, it's okay. I think it's a it's less pressure when they've got exposed form like her because she's won six in a row. Everybody knows what you get. The pressure's with a greyhound that hasn't had a start and we're telling them what they've trialled and, and what we expect from them. So, no, I think they'll be all right. Hopefully. Again, fingers crossed we can uh, we can line up. Imagine if they can line up in a, a Group 1 final in, at their second start. It'd be quite amazing. Yeah, that's, that's correct. And if she was lucky enough to, to be able to win, um, the pressure goes out the window almost immediately. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, my word. I, I, I don't want to think about that yet. Let's, uh, let's, let's see if we can get a good box draw today. Yeah, that's right. And Bandit Ned, I assume, heading to the, the Paws of Thunder off, off a small little break? Yeah, he is. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, the Lords have tossed and turned. They're, they're really excited to step him up, especially now the 125k race has come up at Dubbo. They think 600 will suit him down to the ground and then We'll know a little bit further after that whether potentially he wants to go a bit further, uh, possibly to 700 or back to 500. But this race has come along uh, at the right time. He's had a, a freshen up. He's doing very, very well at home. And we think we 
we might see the old bandit dead return on Saturday night. In saying that, when you've got the likes of Aston Rupee and Wow and Kyrgios and Jungle Deuce and, and the, the Wonder Dogs if in Kansas at the moment, it's going to be a very, very hot pause of thunder. But we know he can run 29-4, Matt, which puts you into most races at winning. Yeah, absolutely. If he's running 29-4 on Saturday night, it's going to take something special to to beat him. We are a little disappointed with his, with his shootout run just prior to Christmas. He did win the race, but uh, we are expecting him to go a little faster than he did. We expected him to go faster, but when you looked at it, obviously he bombed the start and then he checked off Fire Legend Seals and wanted to get to the outside. Now, I think Fire... <laughs> Everyone says it was never disappointing. I thought Fire Legend was absolutely superb for the Maronis and take nothing away from him. It took us to run 29-7 to get past him and we had to give him a little bit up the back. And then directly after that match, Stipping Kyrgios went straight to the front, went 69, I think. So on face value, we, we sort of had a, we felt okay. And then obviously Stipping Kansas has gone to another level and he just blew us all away. So uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I thought it was okay and... Let's not take anything away from Fire Legend. What a great dog he is. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he kind of franked that form over the the Gosford Cup uh, heats end final where he ran second to wow in the heat and he led for a very long way in that final there last Tuesday night. So you're probably looking at it now in hindsight. It probably doesn't quite look as bad as what maybe you, you thought on the night where you where there's probably a little bit of disappointment that he didn't go a lot faster because he went in as as probably the greyhound to, to beat in that race. But uh, I guess it I guess it does frank the form seeing Fire Legend run so well up at Gosford last week. Yeah, and, and oh, absolutely, you're spot on. And then, Zipping, like we said, Zipping Curios went straight to the front against Winlock on top, went 29.69, so 400 quicker. He's coming out and blowing them away in a Gosford Gold Cup. So I don't think the... I think the form's quite strong out of it. And uh, again, we've had that little freshen up now. Uh, hopefully... He can draw out wide at Wenny where he wants to be. And uh, it's time for him to step up. He's been really well placed. He, he's uh, aimed up in age-restricted races all the way through. He's broken a track record. He lined up in a top gun. And now it's time to take on the big boys each and every week. And, and we, we still think he's up to it. Um, you know, he has only had 20 starts and he's won 180,000. So he's still a pretty good dog. Yeah, he's a very good dog. I'd love to have a kennel full of him, that's for sure. And I'm sure... Even, even, even if he doesn't perform, I guess, across the paws of Thunder, just the exposure of taking on those Group 1 dogs could be three or four months before we really see him become, become adept at, at that open-class company. And I think he's he's going to be... I think he'll be winning Group 1 races uh, this year, that's for sure. As far as a couple of other greyhounds that you've had in your ownership, you've just sold Winlock on top. Speaking of the Paws of Thunder, obviously he was he's now the winner of last year's Paws of Thunder with the disqualification of Wow. You've just sold him. Where did you sell him to? Yeah, he's been sold to the Hunter Valley, uh, to the Edwards team up there. So I believe they've, they've tipped him out for a little bit now and then they're going to look at some Masters races. He turns four in May. So we're really happy with the, the sale of Winlock, Winlock on top. He earned 200000 for us. As you said, Group 1 winner track record holder at now uh, momentarily. I saw some catch equaled it about 15 minutes later, but what a great dog, Winlock on top. He, he turned in the leads at Dapto, Matt. Uh, got beat about 80 yards, and uh, people thought we were mad with that dog, and what are we going to do? And Andy and Jody just said, just relax, he's a very good dog. From that moment on, he's just been a machine. So I think um, 
Kel called him the iron dog at one stage and uh, fantastic dog. Owners had the ride of their life and, and we wish the, the new connections the very best of luck with the iron dog. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and as you mentioned, him going to Masters grade, I'm sure he's he's going to win a lot of lot of races at that level. And your kennel star in New Zealand, It's a Blaze, just retired to injury. All is okay with It's a Blaze? Yeah, it's okay now. He did a hock on Thursday. A couple of dogs, uh, shout out to Shane Williams in Western Australia. He's greyhound as well. Did a hock rip and turton. Um, hopefully he's okay as well. But we've been operated on It's a Blaze. He's, uh, he's home now. And we're just looking for a forever uh, couch for him moving forward. He's been a, an amazing dog. He broke the record at Cranbourn. Uh, still holds that 29.54, Matt. Then he, he went to Addington and he smashed the record over there, 29.42. That record will stay there for a long, long time. He won the match race series and I think he won eighty or $90,000. So uh, we took a gamble. It paid off. Uh, we introduced the likes of Trista Merlihan and Bjorn Baker and Corey Pearson and all these guys into ownership with the Blaze. Then they backed up with Bandit Ned. So uh, they're, they're stuck now in greyhound racing. They love it. They want to keep buying. So Blaze did his job for us. Yeah, for sure. It, uh, usually only takes one and if it's a, if it's a good one, it, it, it gets you for life. That's... Uh, that's for sure. I'm sure everyone in racing can can agree to that. Well, good luck on, on the weekend with, firstly, She's a Pearl making her debut for you guys in the heat of the futurity and, of course, Bandit Ned. I'm sure he'll he'll be right there, on firstly, on Saturday night, but if he gets through, he'll be a big player in the final the following week. Good luck, Joe, and hopefully they, they all run well for you. Thank you, Matt. You have a great day. Will do. There we have Joe Lanuti, owner of She's a Pearl and Bandit Ned, who are heading to the, the big feature heats at Wentworth Park this week. We'll take a short commercial break. We'll be back with Kayla Coleman uh, in a few moments. The Australian Women's Health Diary funds life-saving breast cancer trials research. Just eighteen ninety-five from newsagents, Woolworths and magshop.com.au. The Australian Women's Health Diary. Buy the diary that saves lives today. Summer Sizzler's on now at Harvey Norman. Get 60 months interest-free, no deposit, no interest from Latitude and receive a bonus gift card up to $1,000. Shop furniture, bedding, technology, electrical, flooring and bathrooms. 60 months interest-free, no deposit, no interest with 60 approximately equal monthly payments and receive a bonus gift card up to $1,000. Finance only on participating Latitude credit cards. Minimum finance amount $1,000. CTs and Cs. Interest applies for non-compliance. Fees and product exclusions apply. Summer Sizzler's now at Harvey Norman. New year means new gear. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for your summer workwear gear. We stock all the big brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with a massive range of shorts, pants and high-vis. Does your business workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team and we'll get you sorted. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road, opposite Bunnings and Maccas. From suits to boots, we've got you covered. Sky Sports Radio, racing through history. The Sydney Turf Club was formed in 1825 under the guidance of politician William Wentworth. Governor Darling was the patron, but after a disagreement with Wentworth, stepped down from the role to form his own club, the Australian Jockey Club. Both clubs soon died away due to a lack of numbers. A group calling themselves the Australian Race Committee met in 1840 with a view to setting up something official. The Australian Jockey Club met for the first time on January 5, 1842. Organised Sydney racing had begun. With every stride he takes, he clears further away from the field. 
on Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. We're joined now by Kayla Jane Coleman, who will have forever thankful heading towards this week's National Futurity. Good morning to you, Kayla. Good morning, Matt. How are you going? Yeah, I'm not too not too bad, as I just mentioned. Forever thankful heading towards the, the National Futurity heats on Friday night. I believe she's a very special uh, dog to you. Um, yeah, she's she's um, only young, but as they all are in the futurity. But as you um, for the futurity, you've got to be aged, race. So um, yeah, got to have a throw at the stunts with a bitch that's as quick early as her. Yeah, she's very very fast, and she's from the only litter out of your top class racer. Where art thou? Who sadly passed away last year? Yeah, that's why um, I've named her forever thankful because um, yeah, I'll always be um, thankful for where art thou herself. She. Um, you know, she made a name for me, and she um, couple of, come a couple of placings in some group finals and some group ones. So, um, yeah, that, this is um, a very special bitch to me, and um, yeah, it was very sad of her passing. And hopefully, this litter can um, yeah keep her name up in life. Yeah, well, I'm sure they will because, as you mentioned, she's she's got really good speed, and she's she's one of the quickest uh, beginners that I think I can recall at. Wentworth Park. She probably doesn't always go blistering to the first corner, but she's very fast away, and uh, that's going to hold her in good stead, particularly at Wentworth Park. Yeah, in the heats. Um, Sorry, you go. No, yeah, she's um, yeah, like she's the fastest um thing early I've had. So yeah, like you said, at Wentworth Park, you need to be out in front, and yeah, her run homes aren't that strong yet. Hopefully, that comes with a bit more age and maturity, but. Um, yeah, you need to be out in front, especially in um, at Wentworth Park in some big races. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a big advantage. Do, do, does it surprise you that she's so fast early? Obviously, where out there probably wasn't that fast to the to the first mark. So, is it a bit of a shock that she is so quick early? Yeah, it's a huge shock because um, I've had the this is like the fifth generation um, of the breed that I've had, and all of them would just glow out and stay as and really really strong, like phenomenally strong. So for her to be fast early and not strong, um, it's good. But um, I'm, I'm used to being running home and having the strong dog. So um, it's a good change. But yeah, hopefully she does find a little bit of strength that her mum had. But yeah, like I said, you've, I've never been out in front and it's good to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And if she she only has to develop that strength and if she can do that, she's she's going to be a player in, in a lot of big races because, as you mentioned, she's so fast early that she can... Find the front, and it just takes luck out of the equation. Obviously, it's going to be a hot series. The Futurity. Who are who are some of the the greyhounds that you're probably most worried about? Um, well, I just had I just got my email from the box draw, and I honestly, I, for some reason, I thought Ties that Bind was a male, so I thought he'd be in the Derby, but it's through my heating box too. So that was one of the ones I was worried about, but for the Derby, but it's actually in my race. So that one and. Um, yeah, to be honest, I haven't really looked too much into it because um, yeah, I've just been trying to keep my head head down by my, with what I've got in the kennel here. But, yeah, ties that binds during my race, so I'm pretty worried about that. But, yeah, like I said, she'll be out in front and, you know, if the track's, if the track's a good track, um, she should improve on the run home. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure like a, 
her recent times at Wendy Park, she's been getting down as low as 30 and 20, I'm sure, with a, with a fast track she could get down uh, a little bit faster than that. And if she's running under 30 seconds and she's out in front, she's leading by two lengths down the back, she's going to take a, a lot of catching. Obviously, as, pa- as part of this, this Where Art Thou family, you also had her sister, Cardiology, who's got a nice little racing at the moment. And one of those is Tachycardic, placed at Group 1 level in the Megastar. He'll be heading to the Paws of Thunder on Saturday night. Yeah, I've nominated him for the Paws of Thunder. He's um, not handling as when he as he does um, Dapto and Richmond, unfortunately, but he's a top grade now in the provincial circuit, so... I've got to race him in town um, at Wenny and, you know, the Fours of Thunder is on. Like he did in the Megastar, if you can just come a place that pays for itself as well. So he'll, he'll do what he can do and, I'll, you know, just see how the box draw comes out. But it's going gonna, gonna to be a lot harder task than the Megastar for sure. But, um, yeah, he'll be in there and we'll be giving it a crack. And in the heats, what what draw would you prefer with him? Or, is, or is, does it make as big a difference? Um, probably middle of the track. He probably likes to shift off that little bit on the first corner because he likes to shift off to come back into the rail. He just courses around that corner a bit. But um, the inside does bring him out that little bit better. But middle of the track, he, yeah, and then you're not you're not getting, you know, you're just on the rail already if anything does span off in the first corner to, to get that happy birthday through in the first corner. So I would like the inside with him, to be honest. And obviously he's third, he was third at Dapto in the Megastar one of the biggest thrills you've had in Greyhound racing, that placing at Group 1 level? Well, even it sounds silly, but the heat was probably... The heat was more exciting, actually, for me. Um, just to win a heat, um, to get into a Group 1, I don't know, that was just more emotional setting for me. Um, obviously, I was emotional and proud to come third in the in the big one, but I don't know, just the thrill for making it was was more superior to me. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a few people say that just to just to qualify for those big races is it's it's a reward and and a relief to to make it to 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 a group 1 race and then the the experience of being there on a group 1 night in that race is more an exciting time. So I have heard a few people say the the exact same thing. Well, good luck this weekend. I'm sure both your runners forever thankful and Takakardic will uh, acquit themselves in really good order there on on the weekend at Wentworth Park, so good luck. Thank you, they're there and they'll try their hardest. That's all they can Thank do. You. There we have Kayla Jane Coleman who prepares Forever Thankful and Tachycardic in this week's National Futurity for Forever Thankful and Tachycardic heading to the Paws of Thunder Heats this weekend at Wentworth Park. That wraps up Going Greyhounds for this week. Big week at Wentworth Park. Three Group 1 heat nights, the Futurity for the girls, the Derby for the boys, and the Paws of Thunder for the Open Age Chasers. It's going to be a big weekend at Wenty Park this weekend. Till next week, take care and hopefully you find many winners.